0: Today, I'm talking with Dr. Laura Sicola of Vocal Impact Productions. Welcome to Talking Leaders, Laura. Thank you so much, Paul. Now, I've been a fan of yours for some time, so it's a great pleasure to be talking with you. But it's additionally exciting because you are now just publishing your book, Sp- yes. Speaking to Influence, Mastering Your Leadership Voice.
1: That is correct. It yeah. came out yesterday on on paperback on Kindle or ebook edition as well as audiobook. so no matter how you like your your information it's it's there for you
0: brilliant okay, so let's start then let's I think we'll focus mostly on the book today because it, it really does okay. cover what you do and what you're about <laughs> sure, but, but first tell us tell us a bit about the book and and why you've published it now.
1: Uh, the book is really an in, uh, intended for people who have recognized that they're not getting the results that they want. They're not getting the response that they want from people. And it's usually because there's something in the way that they're communicating that is not as effective as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And for those who want to figure out what that gap is and then how to close it, this is a little how-to step-by-step guide.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I've read it. I very much enjoyed reading it.
1: Well, thank
0: um, you. No, no, I did. Um Two things uh, struck me thinking about it overall. I mean, one was the importance you place on speaking skills for any leader. Mm-hmm. And the second was your emphasis on taking a strategic approach to speaking as a leader. So mm-hmm. let's start with those. But let's start first with the importance of speaking skills to any leader. I mean, Why do you place such strong uh, emphasis on that?
1: Oh, without communication skills, it doesn't matter how good you are technically at your job. Let's let's do an example. Uh, I want you to tell me your, uh, your secret to being a successful podcaster, but I don't want you to speak. So just tell me. Ready? <laughs> Go. Right. I mean, of course, I'm being silly on that. But nevertheless, it is the fact that we rely on our ability to communicate, to disseminate information. And if we do that well, that's the difference between whether people see you as someone who's simply technically qualified, or someone who is a leader with a vision that they want to follow. And mm. that's the difference between how people perform for you, whether or not they're just doing their jobs and going through the motions, or whether they're really in it, heart, mind, body, and soul.
0: Right. But you you think, I mean, you, you advocate very strongly that the way you speak says so much more about you and you said there about vision and I know you've also talked about executive presence so what do you think people should be striving for through their speaking skills
1: I love when people ask a question that has 14 different components that I could talk about each one for an hour and and say can you give me about a 10 second answer that just wraps all of that up?
0: okay My, (laughs) my, my bad
1: no 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 not at all it's that's the it's the reality of it it's you know the questions uh, are also important and you hit on all the major issues. So the the real thing that people don't seem to realize is that there are so many different factors that create speech. It's not just open mouth message comes out. Mm. There's uh, the importance of the alignment between what words you choose, how you structure your message. The sound of your message, the way you use your voice in delivering it, and the otherwise visual packaging of your message, your facial expressions, your body language, the way you're groomed and dressed. When all of those three things come together, they are going to create a message that is credible because it's aligned and and they're all reinforcing the same thing or else they're not, and they're going to be sending mixed signals. I mean, how often have you had the argument with someone that says, where somebody gets upset, and the other one says, Why are you mad? What did I say? And the response is, Well, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. Yeah. Yeah. We've been there, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has been. So it's not so much that the what you said doesn't matter, it does. But in that situation, there was a disconnect, something between your words and the way they came across didn't make the listener believe that you meant them. Yeah. So, and that's the issue is we don't realize how many of these little, so what we say or how we say the it, how many of those factors are involved. Mm-hmm. And until you start to understand what those factors are, you can't control them. They will control you. The proverbial tail wags the dog. And then you sit there and you wonder, gee, why don't I get the response I want? Why don't people? follow me why does this person always respond to me this negative way well it's because you're doing something that's causing that reaction and you don't even know it
0: okay so when you get all that to come together and you and you are uh, effectively projecting your vision is that what you mean by executive presence
1: <laughs> executive presence is the x factor that does absolutely have a huge a bit to do with your communication skills it also includes things like do you have the technical skills to to lead a group of people do you have the knowledge do you there's a sense of gravitas right. uh, that is important there, there's and that's another topic that has been researched to the hilt over the last couple of decades but the presence is really you know when you walk in a room are you able to capture their attention do you hold it are you able to to do what may be unpopular, but what needs to be done and get people to follow with it. There's All of these bits are part of executive presence. Mm. And under that as as a major component is what I call vocal executive presence. Mm. And that's my piece where your ability to articulate those ideas in a way that's going to get through to the audience, whether you're talking to your finance team, your IT team, to your clients, to your investors, to your employees, or to your family. You have to be able to adjust in a way that they can hear what you really need them to hear and it will resonate with them while you're still being authentic to who you are. Mm. And that's a, a flexibility skill that many people don't have.
0: Mm. Mm. Just to nail this point down, there, one of the phrases I liked uh, that you used, as you said, when thinking about this, good is not good enough. Yes. Explain why you, why you said that. <clears throat>
1: sure because when most people and very few people are trained as speakers per se and fewer are are comfortable in in the public eye whether it's on stage or just in front of your team hmm. that most people feel like well as long as i am technically good at my job i understand the numbers i understand the market i understand the product then my speaking ability As long as I get the general point across, that's good enough. I don't have to be a great speaker. I don't have to be compelling. I don't have to be charismatic. Now, mind you, I'm not saying you have to be like Tony Robbins or some of the other people who are on stage in front of millions and millions and jumping all over the place, waving your arms and shouting, but you can't let your product, your service, your idea speak for itself. Because if it does, then what's your value? You yeah. don't need to be there. It is, your role becomes superfluous. And in the end, people are going to buy into your product or service or idea only if they buy into you first.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. And
1: that's where the, the communication piece is really critical. Uh, good enough is simply not good enough. Nobody gets to the top by aiming for a B+. Plus. I, at least the you know, American grading system. Yeah,
0: and I guess the sort of the, 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 the message in this book is, even if you don't think that you have got the skills to be one of these charismatic speakers, well, you've still got enough skills that you can be better, more than good enough. You can really do justice to uh, what it is you're trying to put over in the messages. And that that's what well, this, the, this book is, is aiming to teach you to, to how to get there.
1: Yes, and, and to just to qualify one point there, you don't have to be. One of those mm. you know world-renowned speakers, and I don't want you to be I'm it's not sure not try- I don't want to be one of those people specifically. They are who they are. I am who I am, yeah. and you should be who you are, but the best version for what your purposes are, who your audience is, and the impact that you want to make. And so you need to be able to communicate to your people in a way that's going to help you get to your desired results. Yeah. That's what this is all about. Yeah. So good enough will never get your ultimate desired outcome.
0: Yeah, And the other overview point I mentioned, and this probably struck me because it's something I feel quite strongly about, is you advocate the importance of taking a strategic approach to speaking, you know, th- thinking about what you're going to be doing before you actually start to think about the t- tactics or techniques that you're going to employ. I would just expand a little bit more on why you think taking a strategic approach is, is so vital
1: sure the there's an adage you shouldn't you can't shoot first and ask questions later mm. and many people are that way when they speak they just they go into a meeting or into a, a conversation of some sort maybe they it's an important one but they go in and they just know in general what they need to talk about mm. the subject but they don't really articulate for themselves okay, what outcome do I want? Do I want permission for something? Do I want agreement to participate in something that others were going to do something with me? Do I just want to inform people? What am I looking for? And how do I want that other person to leave thinking about me and thinking about what I want them to do? Is it something where there's going to be an argument involved? If so, where do I want the conversation to end, both in outcome- as far as actions and as far as their thoughts and feelings are concerned, because the way you approach it will influence that. I can muscle my way through a conversation and maybe beat the other person down, but I'm going to burn a lot of bridges Hmm. in the process. I may get the yes, but they may hate me for it. And there may be some other repercussions later. So if I don't want that to be the surrounding factors of the yes that I get, I better think a little bit more strategically about how I talk. So um can I give a story?
0: Absolutely, please do.
1: So I have I had an excuse me, a client who I was working with and she had a reputation of being a bit brusque, shall we say. Right. And so I we were working she had an employee who was pretty chronically underperforming. Uh, regular errors in in reports and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so she needed to have another conversation with him. And I said to her, "Okay, so how do you what are you looking to project? How do you want to come across in this conversation with him? And she said, well, you know, firm, but fair and, you know, serious, but approachable. And I thought, okay. So we did a little role play and we videoed it. And when we watched the video afterward, she looked at me and I didn't have to say anything. Hmm. All she said was, oh my gosh, I look like a complete witch, except she didn't say which just rhymed with it and I said what and she said oh my you know I thought I was being nice and I think I'm trying to be really fair and I just sounded so harsh and my facial expressions like there was nothing I would have been intimidated if I had sat in front of that boss Mm -hmm. and I thought see that's the thing we don't know how we come across and she had she not gone in with a well she didn't go in with a plan about okay how am I going to message this So that I do come across that way and leave us with an ongoing relationship that is productive Hmm. and collegial and et cetera. She hadn't thought about her delivery or so instead she came across the totally opposite way of what she thought was necessary.
0: Yeah. 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 I like one of the phrases that you use, actually, uh, to sort of help people think about about how they approach you talk about uh, enrolling people in your message, not enlisting them. Correct. Yeah.
1: Correct. And listening is sort of a military technique, just saying, I need you to do this, come and do it. And you comply, because you have to, it's yeah. not out of choice. And that goes back to the heart, mind, body, soul piece, yeah. as opposed to just body, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. So uh, being able to enroll is really helping them to see the value in the vision and have it have them recognize that it's something that they truly do want to be a part of.
0: hmm. Let's look at some of the, the specific aspects then. So we've got people set up, you know, this is really important to you. You can make a big difference in your leadership effectiveness. You need mm-hmm. to take a strategic approach. So we then get on to what, okay, so what can you do then to, to strengthen your skills? And you talk about the three C's, commanding, mm-hmm. commanding the room, connecting, and then closing the deal, I think. Mm-hmm. And then very specifically, verbal, vocal, and, and visual. Just give us a sort of quick walk through those six things then.
1: Sure. So really, it's two sets. Right. The as I had when you asked me earlier about executive presence, I mentioned that my world inside executive presence is about what I call vocal executive presence. And that is the ability to master those three C's to be able to command the room, to connect with the audience and to close the deal in any context. Mm. Now, closing the deal doesn't necessarily mean signing on the dotted line and exchanging money. It could be just a simple getting to a point of agreement and readiness to take the next step, whatever that might be. Um, But those are really what we want to achieve confidently in any situation. And in order to do that, you have to be able to message your ideas effectively And that's where I mentioned that concept of alignment, your words, your voice, and your body language are those three V's that come together, your verbal channel, your vocal channel, and your visual channel. The verbal channel is the words that you choose, how you organize them. If you tell stories, your if you use jargon, statistics, whether or not you should, your vocal is the sound of those words, whatever you choose to say, how they sound when they're coming out. And your vocal channel, excuse me, your, your visual channel is the physical packaging, your body language, your facial expressions, et cetera. So when those three V's align, that is when the audience, or the listener only has one single message to listen to. And it's a nice, clean, three-dimensional message, and they can focus all of their attention on it. And that's when you, on on a subconscious level to them, become credible. Mm -hmm. And when those three things fall apart, then that's where doubt starts to creep into the mind of the listener. Now, we don't have the visual channel to go on here because this is an audio podcast. But even with that alone, if, if you asked me as a guest on your podcast to introduce myself and I said... Well, um, I'm Laura Socola, and um, I I make my buddies vocal impact productions. Um, And oh, yeah, I I wrote a book, and it came out yesterday. Uh, It's called um, Speaking to Influence Mastering Your Leadership Voice. You Um, you can't
0: see me. I'm yawning here. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so is everybody else going, what? And like, there's so everything I said is true, but that's not what you're paying attention to when in your gut you're evaluating me and judging me and you're going what i why Mm. is she Mm. on this podcast why did he And what's wrong with him for inviting her in the first place And, and there's all sorts of negative connotations because the words and the sound of the words don't match
0: right right
1: and that's where people fall apart
0: let's take a break there when we come back I'd like to go into the three V's in particular and and get some of the specific things that you advocate to help people with those. And I know you've got some great stories as well that illustrate those.